again, apologize for the audio quality of the episodes as we are not in our normal studio. We are making do with what we have. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nat Maymoudis. Great to be back with you today on this wonderful Thursday after the Sounders played Austin and Club Play On, moving on in CCL, international break. U.S. versus Mexico coming up later tonight. We're going to cover all of it. But first, let's bring in David Maymoudis. Dave Maymoudis, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you, Nat. Okay, so let's get right into uh, what happened the farthest from today. Got to start with CCL. We did it. The team's moving on. What were your initial thoughts of the second leg? Uh, 1-1, it finished, so 4-1 on aggregate. What were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I expected Leon to come out attacking. You know, obviously they knew they knew they needed at least three goals. Um, you know, they it never really seemed like they got as much pressure as they needed to on the Sounders defense. You know, they, the Sounders kept the ball outside. They didn't seem like they were that effective um, creating pressure. And then obviously, you know, able to get a counterattack and, and get that goal at the end of the first half. Um, so we were you know, correct. In the, yeah. 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 In the end, so you we know, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep you the finished. clean sheet. Yes. Uh, yeah. If the Sounders had kept a, a clean sheet, then they would have hosted the second leg. But because Leon was able to score one goal in the game, uh, that means that the Sounders will host the first leg of the semifinals against NYCFC. Do you have any thoughts um, about uh, about if that's better for the Sounders or worse? Do you do you have any thoughts about like home field advantage? And do you think um, I know some people have talked about maybe um, uh, th- that if you're the higher seed, you should get to pick if you want to play uh, at home first. Um, what do you what do you think? I think it is an advantage to play the second leg at home, um, you know, probably doesn't make as big a difference if you're talking about Seattle versus New York than when you're talking about Seattle versus, um, you know, Honduras or Lyon. Um, you know, one thing that I obviously realized, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really realized that they were awarding points on a table based on the individual, you know, legs of the game. You, you know, you sort of think of it as, you know, 180 minute game. And the fact that the, the that there are these you know standings determining home field advantage based on you know who was ahead at the first half and who was ahead in the second half, um, I I mean I guess it makes sense you know if you think about the octagonal or something like that where they've you know they've got these home and home series, but um, you know yeah I, I but, sort of wasn't but that's different. That's different because it's not a knockout stage. I, I, I mean, I, it is to saying, a sense, like, but you know, but but that's like everyone's going to play everyone. Um, how I, they I'm decide, saying, you know? Yeah. Literally until the second half of that second game against Lyon, I didn't realize that that table even existed, or that the you know the final score of this game would make a difference. Yeah, it does seem like the the uh, it 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 could very easily just be a draw. They could do a draw. Um, once other results have happened yeah, could just to determine two plays first, or they could treat, you know, yeah, yeah, treat the total, the two legs as one thing or um, the rankings, the rankings could, um, could hold up. Um, because the reason that like we were placed against Leon in the first place and NYCFC was placed where they are is because they went into this tournament as 
uh, league champions. Um, that that's why um, that's why so we had a lower we, seed with them against the. Yes, the that's York. why we played Leon um, in Leon in the second leg. I believe it wasn't about our the goals um, to get to this round. It wasn't because they scored more goals. Um, and that's so that would also make some sense of why um, NYCFC and and I think that is still part of the reason why NYFC gets to host it, even though we we tied um, in the game and it it wasn't a, a win um, because they also came to this tournament as MOS Cup champions. Um, but I mean, like the Champions League, after every round they have a draw. Um, yeah. to determine, um, uh, right. Rather well, than well, that's, by, that's, by, by, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess in this case, you know, I think as a fan in the stands, it's more exciting to see the second leg, you know, to sort of know that when you come to the end of the game, you will know who won or who lost rather than, you know, when you're watching the first leg, it feels a little bit like, you know, like leaving after the first half of, so- of a soccer game, you know, it was interesting to watch and one team's ahead, but it doesn't have the same sense of completion. So, um, you know, I guess you are uh, likely going to be able to uh, to go see that second leg. So, you know, your, your gain and my loss um, that the, the Sounders um, will be playing the second leg on the East Coast. I mean, if it's anything like the first and second leg of the of the Leon game, then you might be getting the better game or or the game with more goals. We'll have to see. Uh, right, that's a good point. I mean, you know, I guess obviously it can can be a KG affair. I I actually was expecting the second leg with Leon to be a higher scoring game. You know, I sort of thought that. You know, I mean, after the New England game. Uh, I I was definitely worried of that, where New England gave up the lead, um, and they gave up their three goal advantage, and obviously lost in penalties. So th- right. that so obviously could have happened. If anything, I expected Leon to press even more than they had, you know, and maybe that's the answer that they they you know they didn't want to give up five goals to us, so they um, weren't as aggressive in attacking as they could have been. I think it just shows. Um, that how how well our defense really played in this game because I feel like Leon really did throw everything forward, especially at the beginning, first first twenty minutes of the game, chance after chance for Leon, tons of corners, and we talked about how we thought the um, we talked about uh, how we expected the Sounders to line up. We thought that they were going to play five at the back, and we were. I'm a little um, curious to see if Nuhu would play center back or if he would play on the left. Um, in the end, we said that Nuhu would play on the left, um, but uh, we said there was a possibility because right now, because at that point, um, with Madrond out, the only other option was Roe. Um, so Roe did end up starting this game, and then the back was Nuhu, Ariaga and Reagan and Rodon um, uh, and uh, because Yamar was injured. Um, but the, the, the defense, um, uh, well, we were definitely expecting Sissoko instead of Nuhu because Nuhu would have been on the left. Uh, the defense was great, um, but especially Alex Rodon and Jackson Reagan. Uh, I was very, very impressed with both of them in this game and Reagan, um, he was great in this game and he was even better in the Austin game. He's been so exciting to watch the Michigan alum and former defiance player. Um, I really, really like him. Do you have thoughts on his play? Yeah, no, I mean, there was, I can't remember which one of the two games it was on one of them. He was the Sounders leader in touches with 76 for the game, which is, you know, in general, not what you want with your center back, uh, you know, setting that. Unbelievable. That I, I think it was the Austin game. I believe that was the Austin game because he he was incredible in that game. Just um, uh, I I can't remember. I uh, just thinking back to the watching the game. 
commentators barely really saying um, knew who or Ariaga's name um, in the Austin game. Um, but they said Reagan so many times that even they were like, man, this guy's doing so much. Right, and obviously uh, yeah. he's just come in and and been you know when you hear you know oh we've got a you know a new rookie center back who's six five, you just kind of assume that his job is to win headers and knock people down and and your hope will be you know keep the ball away from his feet, um, but you know he's obviously he's you know he's and know, and been a great and, and to a extent and, that's and what he's mature. doing, that's what he's doing. Um, he's been he he's been fun to see how big the dude is. Um, winning tackles i think back to one specific play that was late in the austin game um he uh won a header against an austin player um austin wanted a foul um but was that the one where he basically ran straight through the person he ran he i mean he ran he well he ran straight towards the ball like that was a complete that was a clean I, I tackle. Mean, it, it, right i mean that's what i was saying with like yeah. but it yeah there's you know it, i mean it, uh, it, quite a it, high it definitely speed. it was a lot of force it was a lot yeah. of force on the play um um and it definitely definitely legal but um i love that play so much um the ref was right there ref definitely knew that that was not a foul just all oh, his play has been so so good um since he's gotten the starts and he's definitely um uh and obviously when Yamar is ready Yamar will take the starting role for him but um he's he I've been so much more exciting watching him play than I have been watching than I was uh the last two years watching Shane O'Neill play um just uh, um so much more fun to watch the young kid um uh, play uh, back to the game against Leon. Um, so yeah, in the first half, lots of chances, but we shut them down um, in both games. Really, uh, a lot of shots off the woodwork um, for both teams. Sounders would get the away goal that they wanted via the penalty spot again. Freddie Montero stepping up um, to finish. Uh, another penalty goes uh, a different way than he went uh, in the LA game or the first leg. Uh, what were your thoughts on the penalty call? Um, pretty easy for the referee, if you ask me. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, seemed like a pretty clear cut uh, case in that. You know, not a lot of arguing, um, and you know, obviously, again, a great a great penalty kick take leaving the keeper with absolutely no chance. Uh, for other starters, we saw Rusnak playing um, farther back than we saw really so far. He played next to Paolo with Morris and Rodon in it, the attacking position. Um, the formation was a three, was, was a, uh, I guess you would call it, you could call Five, it four, either one, a... Really. a you could call it a five-two-two-one or a three-two-two-two-one with Montero um, at the top um, next to, uh, and then Morris and Rodon underneath. Um, Morris, I thought Morris played well in this game. He had a couple. Uh, he had one chance where he completely broke through on the back nine that. I felt like he should have finished in this game. Uh, this it also happened in Austin. Um, Stephanie Morris really looking um, more like himself, looking like the 2016 Morris that I fell in love with. Um, uh, beating the back line. Um, hopefully, in the future, he continues to take on defenders because I feel like he's always surprising himself when he beats defenders um, by pace and it's you. And like 80% of the time when he does that, he wins the battle. So he's got to continue doing that. Um, Any thoughts on Morris? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see him, you know, getting into those backspaces when he isn't the sole forward, you know, I think he pairs 
he's going to pair better with Ladero and Rui Diaz than he does with, you know, Ruznak and Montero. I mean, Ruznak is, you know, still getting to know each other and everything, but, um, you know, when you have um, Morris as the only forward and the defense can, you know, can focus on cutting him off and dropping back around him, I feel like he's less effective. So I feel like, you know, he needs he needs another center forward occupying the backs so that there are leaving big spaces for him to run into, you know, when he can't be the sole focus of the defense. Um, so I'm hoping we'll get to see more of that. You know, we haven't, we haven't seen that many, you know, classic ran right by him, um, you know, plays yet this season, but I'm sure there are more to come. Uh, so, uh, to wrap up the second neck game, um, I thought the atmosphere was great. Um, I thought the crowd, uh, was good. They were loud. Um, anytime. And it, just the overall performance was a great performance. It's, it's, um, it's hard for MLS teams to go to Mexico. The record is not good. Um, and last time an MLS team went to, Leon, Leon won. Uh, Leon won. And they, it was against LAFC. Um, I think LAFC lost um, 2-0. Um, uh, the last time there was an MOS team playing them. Um, so definitely some revenge. Uh, uh, this tournament is definitely, um, I would say it's definitely a bigger tournament then the league's cup. Um, um, and, uh, this definitely, this result definitely makes up a little for that result, uh, last September. Um, uh, but, uh, definitely happy that the team's moving on. Um, now there will be an MOS team in the final this year. Is this the year an MOS team wins CCL, the other side, Cruz Azul, and Pumas, uh, what uh, your thoughts? Um, if because uh, I think we've 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 never really talked about just like if an MOS team goes to the FIFA Club World Cup, that will be so huge for American soccer and MOS. I guess I don't actually know what is the format of the Club World Cup. Is it a single elimination tournament or is there a group stage of some kind? There is a there's a there's a group stage. There's it's an 18 tournament with two groups, and then there's um, then there's like a knockout stage. Okay, and uh, is it always held in the same yeah. places, or is it a series of? Uh, no, they of, uh, do, they change it. Uh, oh, are you talking about like a location? Um, it's usually held somewhere in Europe, um, and uh, it happens in February. Okay. So anyway, yeah, obviously an exciting, yeah. an exciting possibility. Um, so yeah, that's, so that's mean, one. I'll... Yeah, that's yeah. If they did have that tournament, it would probably be before um, next year CCL started. So basically, our off season would be cut even shorter. Um, so I know this is a yeah. you know classic disagreement you and I have. You know, I'll probably be rooting for the MLS team in the final, whoever it is. You know, obviously I have my preference that I want to see the Sounders there. Um, you know, you, I presume, will not be. Um, and again, we'll see how the game goes. You know, obviously, we're, we're hoping it's not an issue because the Sounders will win and we'll, we'll both be rooting for them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think, you know, definitely there's a, there's a path ahead for, you know, for the Sounders to be that first uh, MLS club at the, at the Club World Championships. And, and really cement you know, the legacy as a super club. Um, no right. one and likes we, us. You know, no one likes us, but we don't care. However, if that uh, if we were to go and then uh, ha have to play a game against whoever wins the Champions League this year, um, that would be insane, and that, that would, would also be, be, be interesting huge see. for MOS. It would be it would so be huge for how, MOS. You know how um, right how it would be covered. Um, you yeah, know, would it would it it's be true. seen as a major it, event? Or, or yeah, uh, I don't know if um, a network would cover it because it seems like the FIFA Club World Cup is usually not very well televised. Um, uh, and CCL, for one thing, it's not very televised. But um, FS1 has been covering um, 
these games since MOS teams are still have are still moving forward. Um, both games for NYCFC will be covered by FS1, and they should have their number one um, commentators on it, which is um, definitely what the tournament deserves. Um, so now, it uh, it's to, name uh, when it ends up on on, on FS2. Yes. If, if it comes to Sounders versus Tottenham, who are you rooting for? Uh, I mean, we don't have to worry about that since Spurs aren't in the Champions League this year. But uh, the Sounders, the Sounders okay, are the first. That's question for 2024. Then the um, Sounders are the Sounders are definitely first. If those teams ever face off um, in actual competition, um, um, if that happens, um, uh, we will keep this recording. Um, According, so we can know um, what hap- uh, what happens. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, by the end of the this this episode, I will think of something that I will do um, if a game for that ever actually appears on the schedule that isn't just another friendly. Um, okay. so uh, but while think we think the, of yeah, what do you think the yeah. founders? Uh, the Sounders strategy is going into that first leg. Do you try to run up the score? Do you try to keep a clean sheet in the, in the home leg? Now you got to put the, you got to put your strongest team out on the field, obviously. And, um, and which uh, hopefully it, it, we should have everyone back since uh, now um, Raul Roy Diaz, uh, Madronda and Fry who were injured. Um, obviously Fry was uh, Fry got injured in the Leon game and Cleveland even came in. Um, they're all in full training. Um, we've also heard that Jordy Dilem is training again. Um, he tore his ACL. I completely forgot about him. He's technically, I don't think he technically has a contract with the team, um, but he's training. So um, we'll look to see if he gets a actual contract soon. Um, but it seems like everyone should be back. Um, hopefully Dodero. Will also be back. Um, he had seems like he was having another injury problem. Um, so it seems like we should have a full team. Um, yes, we got to keep the we got to keep NYCFC off the board at home. We cannot let them get an away goal, um, and we got to score. Um, we got to use our home field advantage. Um, uh, it's something that we have that they don't since they have to play at New York at the, at the Red Bull stadium. Um, I don't, I don't think that is right. I feel like the fact that there's no set width for a field that, um, and FIFA doesn't let them play at home is stupid. They should be allowed to play at home. Um, but in this case, I would say it works in our favor since it will be at Red Bull arena. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I would say I'm confident, but I think these are going to be very entertaining games and I'm excited to see what happens. Um, do you have any, any other thoughts for those games? Obviously, um, we have the international break. The Sounders will play Minnesota, um, in Minnesota. Then we come home, play leg one. Then we, uh, are going, then we, play Cincinnati um, also I, I at home. The Cincinnati game is, has been postponed. I think to give the Sounders a clearer, a clearer, you know, more time to recover for that. I think they actually moved the Cincinnati game. Okay. Well, honestly, we could play, we could just play like our defined, the defiance team and we probably still win. Let's be honest. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll uh, so if, yeah, if that's true, then uh, uh, we have to wait a little bit, longer to see uh um former sounder pat noonan again since he's the coach of fc cincinnati now um uh and then the second leg is on april 13th at red bull arena so um we'll definitely um keep watching to see what happens um with those so a lot of games in in quick succession but this break is definitely going to help our team reheal. It's also helping NYC um, FC reheal. Uh, my co-host on my radio show, Football is Life, um, uh, Ethan Cooney has been talking about uh, that uh, this break is really good for them since they have not had 
any rest recently. Um, so both teams getting the chance to heal up. Do you have any other thoughts on the semifinals before we move on? Nope. You know, great to know that an MLS team will be in the finals and, you know, Sounders have this game in front of them to win. So let's watch them do it. Okay. Let's move on to, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Austin um, lineup for this game. So new who moves back out wide. Um, we played a four, two, three, one. Um, so new who Ariaga, Reagan, Rodon um, uh, in front of them, uh, Obed Vargas and Joe Paulo. Christian Rodon, Rusnak, and Chu um, in the attacking midfield positions, and then Bruin up top. So uh, with Morris and Montero starting on Thursday, uh, Bruin and Chu came in. Um, also Vargas. What was how did how did you feel about uh, about Chu and Vargas coming in? Uh, we'll talk about Bruin separately in a second here. Yeah, you know, Vargas has been great for us. Um, you know, it did seem like, um, yeah, you know, obviously Sounders obviously, rotating yeah. from after a, after a tiring game. Um, you know, good to see Chu out there as well. Um, I feel like, you know, sort of like Morris, we haven't quite seen him, you know, do everything that he's going to do. You know, he shows flashes of sort of being about to, you know, make that one last move and, and score some great goals. Um, but haven't quite seen it there. So, you know, definitely didn't seem like, a, you know, a full strength Sounders team, a little bit of, you know, a little bit tired, a little bit, you know, just trying to get through this game. Um, I, I, on the I, my feelings about uh, Chu in this game was um, I thought he played well again. He looked exciting, but it was less noticeable than uh, previous games because um, uh, in th- the other games that we saw him playing and I talked about before, he was the only one who looked energized. Like um, in the um, in the Nashville game um, and our second game of the season, uh, RSL, um, uh, I talked about that he was the only one who looked like he wanted to like really get on with it. Um, and um, I think with the result against Leon and uh, LA Galaxy, the te- the rest of the team really woke up. Um, and so his energy um, was a little overshadowed, but I thought he still played well. Obviously he didn't score um, or get an assist in this game, but still uh, he's definitely working hard and proving that he wants to start most games. Um, for Vargas, I thought Vargas played very well. I thought he did a great job in the midfield. Um, it still is crazy. He's 16. He was recently called into the um, U.S. under-20 team. Um, it's uh, It will be interesting to see if he uh, will play for the U.S. or for Mexico. He was... Grew up in Alaska, um, but his parents are Mexican. Um, so obviously he could choose to play for the Mexican national team. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does, but so much promise there. Um, obviously he played in the last game in Austin um, when we started five teenagers, last te- less teenagers um, uh, in this game than... Uh, the last time we played Austin, but still, I thought he played very well and he continues to develop um, and look very strong for our team uh, and really showing how how great our uh, academy is. Um, by the way, did you happen to see the academy goal um, that... Uh, was scored in the Sounders, the Sounders U15 Academy scored um, an absolute banger um, just the other week. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if you, if you've seen it, but it was a great team team goal. Um, you should check it out if you haven't seen that. Uh, had you heard okay. about that? Had you I heard about that? Definitely a, a fun, a fun goal. Um, the Sounders Academy, I would say, is underrated in the league. Um, 
for so other you know the sounders will will stay yeah. you know mostly full strength and we won't have to see you know any more records set for the number of teenagers or under 14 players you know taking the field in mls speaking of teenagers we also saw atencio come he came on in this game uh after being injured um since the start of the season glad to see him back uh how many thoughts on Atencio, obviously Vargas um, has sort of taken his spot. Um, how do you think rotation will go between them? And then also, we still yeah. have Leva. Leva was on the bench. Right. It was nice to see, you know, Leva out there also. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of competition just to be in the top 18 or 22 for the Sounders. Um, and, you know, great to see, to see all those players there. And, you know, it's a challenge to keep them all happy and uh, figure out the best lineup. So it's you know great to have all these choices. Uh, I've been I've been known to be harsh on some of the younger players, but um, in saying that, I I don't really like when they start. But um, then when I think about like Leva and Vargas and Atencio, um, uh, all of them. Uh, are proving themselves and um, it, it, it definitely makes Smetcher's job hard because all of them really um, are deserving of a start. They're pretty, I feel like all their plays pretty similar. It's, uh, Leva might be a little more attacking, but um, definitely, definitely similar. Um, the other noticeable change um uh, we saw Cleveland come in. Cleveland having one of the games of his career. Um, he'll be a little sad he couldn't keep the shutout, but eight saves, eight or seven saves, playing amazing in this game. What did you think of Cleveland? Yeah, obviously, you know, great to have a Steph back there and, um, you know, showing like he did last year that he can he can step in well. Um and um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Sounders under a lot of pressure for a lot of this game. Um, and you're right, you know, too bad that we couldn't keep one more ball out. Um, but you know, doing everything can't really blame him to. for that. Yep. Can't really blame him from that when uh, Diego Fagundes is so close. Um, it's not you can't blame the keeper. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, Cleveland, he's a great backup to have. Um, the fact that uh, uh, we end up confused when when he was starting um, uh, pretty frequently last year and they would announce the starting keeper and both of us um, at different times um, yelled Fry instead of Cleveland. Um, so it just shows uh, how, like, yeah, that, it shows, I mean, like, it partially, they're both named Stefan, but also that we uh, we both have confidence um, uh, in in both of our, our, our keepers. Um, uh, yeah, definitely, I um, mean, it's exciting. Um, he definitely was exciting to watch. I really thought he was going to get picked by someone um, in one of the uh, off-season drafts. Um, I thought he could have gotten picked in the expansion draft since he really could be starting for another MOS team. Um, And I think um, uh, depending on how much longer Fry plays, um, I I mean, Fry has like three more years, but um, I'd be surprised if Cleveland is here much longer because he continues to put a performance like this. He deserves to be starting. Um, maybe not even it, maybe um, not even in MLS, um, but the dude's going right. places. This is obviously a problem for the Sounders front office. If our second 11 could be the starting 11, you know, at many other teams. So, yeah. you know, keeping, keeping them happy um, is an interesting challenge. And part of the secret is going as far as possible in as many of these other competitions so that we have, you know, need that rotation and need, you know, need that full roster and all the depth we have. Uh, and now let's talk about Wu Bruin. He got the start. Great to see him starting again. Um, uh, uh, so he started 
this game, um, what were your thoughts uh, on, on Bruin getting his 75th MOS goal? Um, what are your thoughts on this game, on uh, Will Bruin in this game? Yeah, you know, classic Will Bruin goal, you know, get in front of the goal, get in front of the of the goal, get to the ball, battle, and, and you know, get it home. Um, you know, and obviously a great uh, ball into him. Um, you know, I love seeing him out there. I love, I love seeing his work rate. I love that he, you know, gives the opposing defense a lot of chances to make a mistake, doesn't make the center back's lives easy. Um, so, you know, great to see him out there. Um, I'd still, you know, love to see more chances, more opportunities of a two forward set, you know, with, with Bruin and another forward working together. Um, but yeah, you know, just again, great to, great to have him as an option and just, you know, a great player to have on the team. So the first time when um, the, the first, when the Sounders, uh, when Will Bruin did score first, I wasn't sure that he did, um, uh, touched the ball. I thought it could have been an own goal and I, I'm still really not sure where he touched the ball. Um, I also thought the goal was offsides. Um, they really didn't show a replay of it um, on FS1. Um, the check didn't really last very long. So um, I was like, okay, VRR clearly has a, a good angle. Um, glad it wasn't offsides. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't the only goal of the game. But um, Christian Rodon continues to get assist after assist. Um, that's his. Uh, that was his sixth assist in all cl- in all um, competitions this year. Um, he's just been con- continued to be a rock for um, the Sounders and deservedly still called in uh, to the national team. Um, like he deserves. Um, final thoughts on the Austin game. I have to say, like, the Austin Stadium is great. Um, I kept forgetting that we were playing Austin. I feel like their their stadium and their atmosphere feels so much to be sort of like the Bank of California Stadium that I, I always feel like we're they're playing in LA, um, which I sort of like feeling because like it's it's um it's uh, kind of hard to like any part of Texas. Um, uh, so I, I definitely liked uh, that I was forgetting that. Their stadium is gorgeous. Um, um, it was a day game, so we didn't get this. So when they scored, they didn't get to put on. The, it was harder to see when all the lights go green and it gets dark. Um, wow. Uh, that's not fun to see if you're the visitor. Um that looks so awesome when it when they actually do that. Um, and and do you have any thoughts on on Austin in general? I mean, Austin, they've definitely improved a lot from last year. Um, they definitely seem like they could make the playoffs this year. Um, I expect while they're sitting in fourth right now in the Western Conference, I would say that they're if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to finish in like seventh. Uh, right above the line. Do you have any thoughts on Austin? You know, obviously great to see another, another franchise doing well, you know, certainly add it to the list of places I'd like to go see a soccer game at some point. Um, though it is a little strange to, you know, see another team wearing home green, um, you know, but obviously the, the, our purple uniforms work out well. Um yeah, you know, uh, uh, that, okay. This is one um, thing that know, that's hard, one thing you know, that we got to talk about. You know, not the team from last time that we could send a bunch of twelve-year-olds there and beat. So they're clearly a lot stronger than they were last year. And um, you know, again, good to see good to see the progress the league is making. You know, sort of the same with Charlotte. Um, you know, nice to see a great stadium and a great crowd coming out. That's something we got to talk about. So their normal home jersey is is the green and black. Um, last time we played them, we wore we wore our green, um, and they wore their green and black. Why why can't we wear our? I don't know why they didn't wear their home uniform at home. They should be wearing their home uniform at home, and we should be wearing our green. This is the first day I got to wear the new. Um, 
I, I was before this game, I was wearing the, the new legacy Jersey. Uh, I have a new Morris legacy Jersey. Um, and I wanted Morris. Um, obviously Morris came on, came on off the bench in this game, but I wanted the team wearing legacy green. Um, not that we haven't, not that we can't get results um, wearing the Jimi Hendrix uh, jersey, but for some, but I always feel we do better when we're wearing um, any the form of rave green, whatever is our primary kit. Do you have any thoughts on on that on on the jersey colors for this game? Yeah, not sure how those decisions are made. You know, I I don't know if they did it on purpose to you know, to annoy us or if the Sounders, you know, didn't just, uh, you know, in their bags coming home from Mexico, didn't have a second set of green jerseys. And, uh, you know, therefore we had to make what we had in the duffel bags. Uh, And my final thoughts are we had a pretty young ref, new ref for this game. I thought this game was very, very well refed. There wasn't, uh, there's nothing I can think about in this game that I thought was wrong. Um, I thought he handled everything correctly um i talked about the reagan play already um like to see the new refs succeeding um it's good experience i thought he called a very good game yeah uh, nice to nice move, when the ref yeah. doesn't doesn't feel like they're you know you know taking we don't know, you know his, taking up yeah. too much of our attention we don't know his name and if you don't know the ref's name or if they're not the center of of a game, then that means they're doing their job. Um, the ref never wants to be remembered. Um, it's something that referees talk about. Um, okay. Uh, before we move on to the international break, um, just we'll go over a little bit of what else happened in MOS this week. Uh, we saw um, the LA Galaxy lose, which was great. They lost at home. Um, one uh, zero to Atlanta. No, no, sorry, not Atlanta to Orlando. Um, uh, so definitely, um, after winning their first two games, they're struggling. Um, then, uh, uh, LAFC, uh, LAFC won, they won three to one. Um, and we also saw Portland, um, uh, lose. They lost four to one because Portland. Basically, uh, if Portland's uh, playing a team from Texas in Portland, they do well. But if they are playing in Texas, they do badly. They lost four one to Dallas. Um, a teenager scored. Uh, a Ferreira scored a hat trick in ten minutes. Um, so embarrassing for them, but we love to see it as Sounders fans. Um, Dax McCarty got a lot of the headlines, um, for a red card. I think he's going to be suspended multiple games for his back heel, um, into an RSL player who was on the ground. Do you have any thoughts on that play? How many games do you think he gets suspended? You know, I, 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 I didn't hear, um, them talking about it after the play, um, you know, it didn't look that egregious to me. I agreed that it should People be People are card. talking about the play. He, he issued a suspension. This made national news. Yeah, I, uh, the other thing the, I couldn't tell is what he actually made contact with. You know, it seemed like he could have the... I think it was like his, the ribs. It's right. like I the mean, stomach The other player area. was kind of curled around the ball, and he could say he was just trying to pop the, you know, pop the ball loose. Obviously, he shouldn't have been. You know, anytime you kick out when you can't see where your foot is going, the, it's not the, a good the play. force the force matters. Now he hasn't yeah. been suspended yet because I, I'm guessing in international break. But how how many games do you think? Um, I really don't know. You know, these these discussions are always kind of mysterious. Um, you know, again, to me, you know, the kind of play where I'd be pressing for a longer. Um, for a longer suspension is one where it's an escalation of a fight or there's sort of clear a clear intent to injure and this so more if someone that gets punched in the face yeah no i mean or or, you know or kicked by somebody who's going in to kick them you know this more seemed like you know he was frustrated by losing the ball in the corner frustrated being outmaneuvered in the corner and give me a number give me a number um, how many games one day one game 
Really? Just the normal red card? I think at least two. I okay, think at we'll least two. We'll have, to, we'll have to see. Um, uh, I, I have to... To to, uh, to 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 bring up, uh, we look at the power rankings right now in both um, right now in the ESPN power rankings, which are usually more accurate. LAFC is still at is is number one. Um, LAFC has played um, this season so far. They have played Vancouver, who are bottom of the Western Conference right now. Inter Miami, who are bottom of the. Um, uh, Eastern Conference, Colorado, who um, have popped up a little bit, um, but uh, they it was the first game of the season. They're playing terribly, um, and they played Portland. And NFC has also played Portland, um, and they are number one. They are not. Yes, they are. Uh, NFC is three zero oh, and one, three wins, zero losses, and one one tie. But they are not the best team in MLS. Do you have any thoughts on 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 the power rankings? Um, in the MLS power rankings, the Sounders are number uh, are number three right now. In the ESPN, we're sixteen, um, right behind um, Austin, who's fifteen for ESPN. Do you have any thoughts on the power rankings, or or how how do you judge how do you judge that this or or like should yeah, the I power mean- rankings even come out at this at this stage in the season? I mean, you know, they come it's the the hot stove league. They come out before the season even starts. Um, you know, should the power rankings be looking at CCL performance? Are they are they meant to be the club as a whole, or are they meant to be, you know, what we've put on the field so far in um, in MLS? Um, you know, obviously, saying the Sounders are team number sixteen is ridiculous. Um, LA LA clubs will always get more respect than they should. From the from the national media, um, it just you know is what it is, and um, the only way to uh, the only way to change that is to you know keep beating them. My final thought about um, the sound for anyone who's saying the Sounders shouldn't be as high as they are in the MOS in the MOS power ranking since they are uh, number three there um, is. The Sounders, um, no matter what, no matter how we're sitting, we're always a team that no one wants to play. That's why, even if we're not doing well, we're, a lot of the time you'll see us on national television because everyone never wants to play us every time the Sounders um, are, are going to fight um, in every game. Um, that's why they are high, uh, and it's because they always have a chance um, to score a bunch of goals. That's why they deserve to be high. So come at me um, if uh, you don't, uh, if you disagree with that, but that is just the truth. Okay, we got to move on. We've been talking, uh, Devin so much going on with the Sounders, but we have to talk a little bit about U.S. versus Mexico. That is today, um, uh, U.S., um, looking to beat Mexico for the fourth time in a row at Estadio Azteca. Uh, I, I know uh, that I'm keeping you extra long, but um, for this game, if the U.S. wins this game, um, they will qualify for the World Cup. Um, but they also, um, uh, after this game, they have game, they have a home game against Panama, and they have a game against uh, Costa Rica. Um, that uh, some might say are easier opponents. What do you do? Do you st- do you play your strongest lineup for this game, or do you play the strongest lineup against Panama? I think you have to play the strongest lineup here. You know, if you're not trying to beat Mexico, why are you trying yes. to go to the World Cup? You know, this is the biggest game on the calendar. Um, you know, sorry Canada, you may be number one in the standards, but Mexico is the U.S.'s number one opponent in Concacaf. Uh, you have to and go while, in. You have to try yeah. to win this game. It's nice that it's not a must-win game for us, but we'd really, really like to win it. Like to get a result um, and make those two easy, you know, those two remaining games less stressful. Um, so we'll go down there and see what happens. 
I think, um, uh, yes, I agree. While Canada might be in first place, while they've definitely been playing the best during the octagonal, um, they uh, the uh, when the U.S. and Mexico are at full strength, playing to their full capacity, they are better than Canada. Um, so this is a very exciting game. I think it's going to be very fun to watch. Um, it's on Paramount Plus and CBS Sports Network, uh, 10 uh, p.m. Eastern. Um, the uh, Since the U.S. has beaten Mexico three times, um, if you don't play your, start, the, your, your best players available, then you're sending a message to the team that you don't believe uh, that – that uh, they can beat the team, which is stupid since you've done it three times. Um, and if you don't think that you can compete with them, then why um, should do you even deserve to go to the World Cup is what I have to say. So you have to play your starting team. If we see anything that results of a B team, I'm going to be mad. If the U.S. needs to go into Azteca, play, play against a Mexican national team that has really been struggling of late. If the U S gets a result, there's a very um, decent chance that Mexico will fire their head coach. Um, uh, if Christian Pulisic um, scores a goal, he, he puts himself into the history book and um, more into the conversation of best American player ever. Um, there are so many storylines here and we're going to, and uh we will talk about this in much more detail on my radio show, Football is Life, um, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern, WECB Radio. You can listen on TuneIn for free or um, on Spotify, Football is Life. Um, make sure you tune into that. I'm sorry I kept you long. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Dave Maymoudis, um, Sounders, um, on a break right now, we will be back to discuss the international break and the and the Sounders' next game against Minnesota um, later on. But until then, uh, make sure you keep your scarves up. <laughs>